Welcome to the Millennium Counseling Center podcast, where hope is yours, it's time to soar. I'm your host, Oren Madison. It's time to rise above and celebrate healing, hope, and recovery with the Millennium Counseling Center team. Special thanks to Kaz Source, who helps us with the production of our podcast. If anybody needs any help or looking into podcasts, please reach out to Kaz Source at kazcontent.com. Hey, this is Oren Madison and Derek Bilsma from Millennium Counseling Center in Chicago, answering a few of the major questions that are coming in right now during this COVID-19 time. And one of the biggest questions that we're getting in with our, with our clients is why are my previous compulsive behaviors uh, really ramping up right now? Yeah, and I think a major contributor to this is, is that built-in to this shelter in place has been a number of things which, uh, which kind of lead to a, uh, a, a, a downward move within your mood. I think it, it has kind of given us kind of a, a, uh, it, an influence from the outside, which depresses the mood a little bit and increases the anxiety a bit. So I think that if you take away some of the things that we've been able to do, whatever it is that, that takes up your time and that you're interested in, whether it's uh, exercising or watching sports or conversing at the office or wh- whatever the things in your life that you do, maybe group yoga classes, things that you do that are kind of helpful for your mood, a lot of those have been affected. And so I think what starts is, is that there's kind of a change in your mood, which ultimately then as you try to manage that change in your mood, sometimes we kind of look at the other things that we do to try to manage that change. And part of that can lead to increased, uh, you know, uh, compulsion of, of using substances or, or behaviors that in the past have been unhealthy for you. Yeah. Well, and, and whether or not the way we did it before was right or wrong or healthy or unhealthy, I mean, no one is used to or has any kind of preparation for being at home for this long. And I think just the idea of us not being bored during this time and, and not noticing kind of, kind of bigger changes um, in our mental health, you know, would be naive. And I think there isn't a single person that isn't impacted in some way by this um, and some way more than others. And I think that um, for a lot of the people that I'm working with, boredom is a huge thing um, that we're all used to, like you're talking about varying things that fill up our bucket. Um, just the, the way that we kind of interact with life. Um, and I think the other thing is just really the, the uncertainty of what's going to happen and, and the security of that, um, is really hard. Absolutely. And I think another thing that is kind of adding to this is that as people continue to try to find a way to connect to other people and still be social, you know, we don't have the opportunity to go out for to dinner with our friends or meet a buddy at the gym or, you know, kind of get together and uh, watch a game or a play or a concert because we don't have those things. We are missing those things and we're trying to find ways that we can still get some of that human connection with the people that we care about in our lives and one of the easy ways to do that is to set up some of these kind of virtual happy hours and things like that, where you get a group of you onto a call. And during that, you do kind of some of the things you would have done before when you got together, which might be um, involving drinking and things like that. And so 
because we're really craving this, we're craving more human connection, it's, it, it makes sense that we would do more of these things than you would typically do during a week. So if you're somebody who would maybe have a couple drinks once or twice a week, and now you've got all this time spent by yourself with lack of human interaction, then the more people that are reaching out saying, hey, let's talk, let's get it, let's do a Zoom call or whatever, then that's a lot more attractive. And you may be more likely to do more of those every week, which would then obviously increase your consumption of any kind of substances. Yeah, and I think that um, from a motivation standpoint, um, it's really hard to maintain a new routine of exercise and sleep and meetings and um, and anything during this time because you know you don't leave the confines of your of your home space, and so it really is really difficult to to manage that. Um, and so our whole system um, is really off. And um, I think one of the things that's really helped a lot of the, the clients that I'm working with, um, you know, is to slowly integrate a routine and, and not really think about it in terms of comparing it to the past, but thinking about what are ways to spend 10 or 15 minutes a few times a day um, doing things that really help build in a new routine. Yeah, absolutely. I would say two of the things that have been affected the most, uh, well, three, I think our moods have been affected. I think our routines have been affected. And I think our level of motivation has been affected. I think all of those things have been severely affected by kind of this shelter in place. And so the first thing we need to do is we need to identify the things that have been affected. And then we need to come up with solutions to, to try to move those in the right direction. And, uh, you know, the, the mood can be affected by change in behaviors to trying to do more healthy behaviors, which it means exercise more, connect to more people, eat healthy. Um, and then one of those is also to get into a solid routine, like what you just mentioned. And part of the way that we lived our lives previously is, is that these routines were built in. You'd get up, you'd have a cup of coffee, you'd have a 30 minute commute to work. You would go on your commute, you would prepare yourself mentally for your work day, then you would go into work or whatever it is, whether you're, you know, kind of taking care of your children or you're going to a job, whatever it is, we all of us have kind of a routine that we get into that ultimately works for us. And this whole thing has, this, this whole COVID has changed our ability to be in those same routines and has really interrupted that. And so as Oren said, it's so important that what we do is work on developing a uh, a new routine. And my favorite word when it comes to that is intentional. We need to be intentional in the way that we do that. And so meaning that we have to be aware of it, we have to create a plan to work off of, and then we have to try to follow through on that. Um, just the hope that we will start getting in a routine naturally is uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of up in the air whether that'll really happen or not. So we've gotta be very specific and intentional about trying to create that routine for ourselves so that will help us to get back into a, a separate healthy routine, which may look nothing like what our routines look like in the past. What, what would you say is the most important thing for someone that's kind of, uh, kind of found themselves back in their compulsive behavior um, that they can do in order to kind of reestablish, um, you know, a sense of kind of wellness or um, some footing to, to kind of get back on the recovery track? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, we, we kind of alluded to this before, but you kind of end up in a circle between 
feelings and thoughts and actions. So if you're feeling down and bored and lazy, then you are less likely to be motivated to do some of the healthier things because those take effort and they take motivation. So if you're feeling down and bored and lazy, then it's going to be more difficult for you to kind of get into the types of actions that are going to be helpful for that. So if given that, then you may, your action that may follow up those feelings might be to have a couple drinks or to, you know, take a nap or go to sleep or lay in bed or whatever those things are. But unfortunately, what that does is those actions then in turn come around and infect, affect the way you feel. It's like a big circle. And so I don't feel good. I don't want to feel this way anymore. So what do I do? I do the things that seem normal to me right now, which might be to have some drinks or to lay in bed. And then ultimately the feeling kind of stays the same. So what we have to do is interrupt that circle somewhere. And we need to realize that the only place that we're going to interrupt that circle is in our actions. We need to change our actions to kind of interrupt that cycle. And so you need to specifically look at those unhealthy or not as healthy of behaviors. And sometimes that's substances, sometimes it's exercise, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's sleep. We need to look at those, how they have been negatively affected. And then if we can change those um, even slightly, then what you will find is your, your mood will get a little bit better. And then once your mood gets a little bit better, it's easier to continue those behaviors in more of a positive and healthy way. Yeah. And it's, it's, it can feel like a big undertaking because, you know, the, the way that we're feeling about, you know, our current situation and the future and ourselves just can, can feel like such a hard thing to, to move. And, and one of the ways that I like to, to talk about with clients is, is that, um, you know, the way to change the direction of your life is, is not to turn 90 degrees, um, but just to turn one degree. Um, and that, over the course of a day, a week, a month, or six months, you know, you'll be in a much different place than if you stay on the same path. Um, and it, it's also a lot easier to turn just one degree rather than a full 90 degrees. So um, it takes a little bit longer to see the results, um, but it's a lot easier to make that, that daily intentional choice. Um, and, and you'll ultimately see and feel a ton of difference. Yeah. And I think that's a very good point, Warren. I think that, you know, what we find is, is when you, when you kind of start to recognize that maybe a certain way that you're feeling, and then if you, if you're self-aware enough to look at kind of the things that you're doing in your life that may be negatively affecting the way that you feel, a lot of times we want to make these big wholesale changes, you know, that, uh, all right, well, I'm not going to drink at all. And I'm going to exercise for an hour and a half every day. And I'm, you know, only going to sleep eight hours or whatever those things are. And so we try to change all of that all at once and that becomes very overwhelming. And, and, and since we feel like we can't do that, then we kind of get stuck in the same unhealthy behaviors we were doing before that. So you're exactly right. What you've got to do is look for little ways to improve on each of those things or, or one of those things on a daily basis. And so we really just want today to be better than yesterday. And as long as you're kind of, and by better, I mean healthier. So if you're looking at all your behaviors, you know, kind of clumped together, then what you want to do is you want to say, okay, so here's, here's what yesterday looked like. And I'm going to, I'm going to improve on some or all of these areas today, but you're exactly right. You don't need to make a wholesale change in your life. We just need to make sure we're making a, a positive, you know, progress. We're making positive progress even though we're not going to be perfect. We know 
Uh, we're not, no, we're not going to be perfect, but we still have to continue to um, have progress moving forward. And so as long as today was better than yesterday, then what we know is, is that, or healthier, by better, I mean healthier, then we know that eventually we are going to continue that healthy behavior and get into a better place for ourselves. Thank you, Derek, for this conversation. It's just important, I think, for people to kind of hear from people that are working with these clients day in and day out to just have a, a new perspective on this um, and a reminder of how to navigate it if it's something that they're going through. Um, and if anyone that's hearing this has any questions or want to talk a little bit more about kind of what they're noticing um, in their their behaviors and their, their patterns during this time, obviously feel free to reach out. Happy to kind of talk uh, more about this on a podcast um, or recording or, or answer any questions if you email us or send us a message through our social media. Absolutely. I think this is just a really important time for people to ask questions and try to understand these things. And, you know, obviously we are happy to kind of field questions and answer them. Uh, so just please don't be afraid to reach out to us. Our website is www.millenniumhope.com, H-O-P-E. And there's some call to action buttons on there where you can contact us. Also, our, our email addresses are listed on there as well as our phone number. So any questions that you might have that you're just looking for some guidance, please feel free to reach out to us. We are open and ready and willing to answer any of those questions and, and kind of help you get some clarity on some of these things and what the next right step might be to getting back to uh, a place that feels good for you. Thank you for listening to the Millennium Counseling Center podcast. Where hope is yours, it's time to soar. Continue along your journey of healing, hope, and recovery with us next week. If you want to learn more about mental health, recovery, or if you just need someone to talk to, send us a message on Instagram or fill out the contact form on our website at millenniumhope.com. We are here to talk.